Welcome to the My Best Mom Friend Podcast. My name is Sandra, and I'm the virtual mom bestie you didn't know you needed. Grab a cup, make yourself comfortable, and allow me to spill the tea on motherhood. Welcome back to the My Best Mom Friend Podcast. I had the chance to sit down with Nate and Tommy from Dads Who Try, who are crushing it in the online dad community. We got into it. We talked about marriage after baby, moms versus dads, mom guilt, dad guilt, the mental load of motherhood, and what that looks like for the male in the male psyche. Um, we just completely unpacked this, and I cannot wait for you to tune in. So let's go. I'm sitting here with Nate and Tommy from Dads Who Try. So thank you both for being here today. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. So why don't you guys start by introducing yourselves and sort of how your account started and the why behind why you do what you do? Yeah, we um, we started this account last June. Um, just in, you know, Nate and I grew up without fathers. And so... Um, we started this podcast in just regards to, well, how the question for us then becomes, well, how do you become a good dad when you didn't have good father figures around? And so, you know, we, we've learned from, you know, obviously there's a lot of great people around us these days that have really poured into our lives, but um, there are so many dads we feel like that don't, you know, that doesn't necessarily have that sense of community around them uh, or guys, because it's, it's hard to rally. I feel like a bunch of guys around this, this idea just to even talk right yeah they, they they have the superpower of just rallying they, they can send out the text and they get like 100 girls in the same room and they're they're all <laughs> but for guys it's like how do we how do we rally and so when we started this account we just it, we didn't really intend it to be anything it was just an outlet for us to kind of have fun uh make it super light and just kind of we're you know it's something that we're passionate about you know nate and i were, we're kind of obviously new, newly fathers he nate I'll, I'll let you talk about your family but i i have uh, two boys, one that is just turned two last weekend, and then um, one that is nine months. And so Aww. we're we're learning, we're adapting. And so um, this is kind of where we landed. And so it's it's been super fun. And um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, like Tommy said, I think we looked at the uh, landscape of parenting across social media, and we noticed that moms and women have monopolized this space in the yeah. best way like it's so cool to see the community of women who are here for each other and then so we we're like of course there's got to be a, a dad side of this thing and what we found is we either found dads who had done it and were just let me give you all the perfect things that we had done and we're like we can't relate to this <laughs> you're perfect principles and values are awesome but it doesn't feel like we can relate to that where we are or we found like the the side of social media where it was like dumb dads and like dads like who you know were intentionally not willing to lean into fatherhood and you know and so we, we were like well i think maybe there's a space for us to share where our failures and our mistakes and maybe some areas that we succeeded in and just start that conversation and so, yeah, I remember one day our account went from 29 people and then we woke up the next morning and it was 5,029 people. And we were like, 
what just happened? That's and amazing. Yeah, the community started to form, and and now we're finding that there are other creators. We're we're not the only ones or the first ones, and we're we're starting to find that community. But it, it's hard to find unless you know unless you know how to find it or, or look for it. And so we're hoping to fill that space. And I have a three year old, Grayson Wild, and he is fulfilling his name, and a six year old, uh, River Zion, and they're just the most incredible kids. They're just a handful in the best way <laughs> boys through and through they're going to climb the trees in the backyard and yeah the whole thing so we're yeah. having fun that's awesome well it sounds like all three of us are fairly new to the parenting game I have a two and a two and a half year old son so um I love what you said though it's really interesting how you said you kind of started this because you didn't have the dad role the dad figure in your life but what's interesting hearing that is we're all in this generation of parents about cycle breaking and doing things yeah. so differently from how our parents did. And so it's maybe almost a good thing sometimes that you didn't have it modeled because you really have a clean slate because I think for a lot of families, the struggle is it was modeled, not the way that maybe you'd want to do things now. And so you're having to break that and it's, it can be really challenging for some people. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I, I've experienced that personally. Um, you know, so a little bit of backstory. My dad got dementia when I was really young. I was a teenager. I was having to like change his diapers and feed him. So my dad was, you know, it, when, I, when, when I was a kid, he would take me out every Wednesday to go to the movies. Now's our time together. And there's probably a total of 19 words said the entire time. <laughs> you know, just his son and dad time, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't really anything. And and so by the time I was, you know, that that stopped when I was nine years old. And exactly like you're saying, I'm like, I never got to see my dad father me through these hard, difficult times. And it allowed me to form, man, that's such good perspective. I, I, I've never thought about it like that. It allowed me to form like an unbiased ability yeah. to like look, on, look in from the outside and see how I really wanted to raise our kid. And so, yeah, that's really good. Hmm. Yeah, Nate, you, I think you said it so well, too. It's, um, I, I think a lot of us are trying to understand what are the right ways to do this and the wrong way ways. And, and I, to be honest, the more and more that we, we feel like we're around these dads, you know, I don't know if there is the right way and the wrong way. Everyone is, you know, everyone starts at a different place in their life, you know, um, not everyone starts at the same, the, the same start line and finish at the same finish line or whatever. And, and so I, I think like, you know, when when we're talking about this idea of this parenthood and, you know, having these unbiased opinions, I think ev everyone should just embrace, you know, where they're at. And it's hard to compare. Like mm -hmm. I, we were just talking about this the other day. Like, you know, I remember for the longest time growing up, I I was salty for a time, I think, because I, I felt like I got robbed of like my childhood to some degree when my dad left. Um, and I, I didn't feel that until later on, but now kind of thinking back about this, you know, the the history of our, our family, I think everything happened the way that it was supposed to so that we can become the person that we're supposed to become. And I think if you can, if you can honestly dig deep down inside and just don't let that eat you up inside, because I, I bet you there's a lot of parents that have dealt, you know, cards that maybe they felt like it was unfair. Mm -hmm. totally. And rightly so. But I do think that if you can you know, use that and understand, all right, well, you know, this happened, but maybe I can learn from these situations in my life so I can become the better parent that I, I know I can be, you know, seeing my, 
you know, there was a lot of things that were great between my, my mom and my dad before, you know, they split. But there's also things that I'm like, I, well, I, there's for sure, that's for sure something I don't want to do in my <laughs> life. And mm -hmm. so I think that you can, you know, maybe take some of that and kind of use that to navigate even your, you know, what you guys are saying, you know, the parenthood life. Absolutely. And it's actually interesting. I've never really shared this online, but I really didn't have a father figure either. Um, my mom and dad, they divorced when I was a baby. He was kind of a piece of shit. So <laughs> for the best, um, she remarried when I was seven and my stepdad, you know, he was really young. I was five, he was 25. So he wasn't really ready to be a dad and take on that role. So he and I never really had that relationship that I, that very nurturing father daughter yeah. relationship that I wanted <clears throat> so badly. So now having married my husband who is so wonderful and is the best dad to our son is it's kind of like healing that part of my childhood that was so deeply missing and that I've been mourning. So it's just really beautiful to also have that in your partner. Yeah. I think like the other side of that is like, we grew up without a dad, but we also grew up without an example of what a good husband looks like. Right. And so like, that was more my insecurity. It was less the fatherhood part. It was more like, can I be the husband that my wife deserves mm -hmm. without seeing that model for me? Mm -hmm. And I don't know how long, you know, that insecurity took for me to weed out, and especially in my, you know, late teenage, you know, early 20s, especially into my into my marriage, you know, trying to figure out like, okay, I, I'm, I'm going to try my best. And that context, we always look at it like that. But now that we're talking about this and kind of like the what we're going to be talking about, I'm like, it goes both ways in the fatherhood, but also as as husbands and Hopefully we can be the husbands that our wives deserve, even though ours wasn't there. We should start a new one, Tommy. Husbands who try. That's that's our next one. <laughs> yes. That's our next account. It's just not politically correct. So I run into yeah. that a lot. I also, you know, my account name is my best mom friend. And I can't tell yeah. you how often a dad will comment on a post and he's like, Why did you write moms? in your post, it should say parents. And I'm like, I understand, but also there are dad accounts you can follow. And this is a mom account. <laughs> so I get a lot of so shit. So real. So real. Yeah. I remember when we first started this account, you guys, and we were talking about, you know, dads and, you know, and then the moms would come in and, you know, it would be like this battle between, well, you know, moms do this and dads mm -hmm. do this. And I'm like, you know, I, I don't know if, you know, this is what it was for, but hey, I'm kind of here for the comments just for a little bit. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, you can't please everyone. I've learned that. So yeah, that's it. Totally. Well, that does give us a good segue into what I actually want to talk about today, which I'm super pumped about because I think this is such an important topic. So I want to talk about marriage after baby and like mom versus dad, male versus female. So um, I want to talk about like mom guilt, the mental load of motherhood, marriage after babies. So we've got a lot to cover, um, and I, I really think my listeners will appreciate hearing both perspectives um, as well as like the male psyche. One of the first questions someone on Instagram asked is, do dads feel guilt the way that we feel mom guilt? Great question. Let me just, I'm just, or I'm just going to say this. Tommy and I don't represent all men, so it's our experience. And I, I, I should go without saying, obviously, but um yeah, I, I, I feel guilt constantly um, in my fatherhood. And 
whether if that's, uh, you know, I've parented too strong and I, I go to, you know, uh, I raise my voice or I, I model something that I, that's not a value in our home. I feel, I can feel guilty. I, I work and my, my wife stays home with the children. So I feel guilty going off to work, which is like, so, um, it, you know, it, it's such a tension I'm excited to be able to provide for my family, but every time I leave, I feel like I'm I'm leaving an opportunity to be a present parent. Mm-hmm. And so I, I struggle with guilt. I'll, I'll say this, I struggle with guilt. I'm not dominated by guilt. Um, and so it's it's that daily working through those feelings and emotions and understanding, you know, I might feel this right. way for a second, but if I let that thing own me or or weigh heavy on me, then I'm not going to be the dad I need to be. I won't be able to make the strong decisions I need to make. And guilt, it, it, I always feel like guilt is one of those emotions that it it almost pushes us, tempts us into being, is trying to fulfill a need that we have in our hearts, not a need that our children actually have. Mm-hmm. And so if, if we listen to guilt too loud, we parent in a way that we feel good about ourselves instead of parenting in a way that our children actually need to be parented. And so not, not always, but sometimes guilt is that reminder, like, I, 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 this is, this is not fun. This actually feels like it sucks. But at the same time, like I have to parent strong. I have to lead in this way and I'm, I'm going to feel bad, but separating that emotion from the reality of the situation, I think has been really important, but yeah, Tom, you can kind of speak into it. I have a six-year-old and a three-year-old and so we're at different stages. So this is kind of cool to hear mm-hmm. in the different stages of adolescence, but yeah, now that my kids go to school, it feels I feel less guilty. That sounds so dumb, but like before I'd leave and go to work and I'd feel guilty because they're at home. And now they go to school and I'm like, I don't feel guilty. They have something else right. to do. No, it makes sense. And it's like you're not really missing an opportunity to be with them because they wouldn't be there anyways. Yeah, exactly. And I would say, you know, with two obviously younger boys in our home, like, um, you know, I was actually, you know, my wife and I, we, we always kind of just go back and forth about these things and you know just to kind of discuss like you know when we have our like check-ins and stuff kind of like hey like how are you feeling and you know what's going on and i i do like relate with nate when he when he talks about sometimes like the idea of like feeling guilt more than we probably should internally because you know it, it is hard leaving my boys like we've we've gone through um some stuff with like uh like with having kids and stuff so i think we we hold our babies a little bit you know they mean a lot more to us these days than you know because of just of some of our history but a lot of times i think you know as a dad i'm trying to move forward and understanding that you know i there's a tension it, it is just all intention right with the the dads have to go to work and it, it's not moms moms probably feel the same way anyone who has a, a job that has to go they're not like leaving the house saying man i I can't wait to leave the house because I'm trying to get away from my kids. But there is the tension of this responsibility that I do have to provide. And I think maybe earlier in, on in my, you know, when when the boys were first born, I think I was feeling a lot of that. Like, man, they're so young. I, I hate leaving. I wonder what they're doing. I don't want to ever miss moments. But I think the more that you actually have kids, I think it, and it doesn't want. I don't want it to sound wrong because it's like, oh man, I had the first one. I'm good. But I think it becomes less. I don't feel it as much as I used to because I'm like, all right, I know that this is a team thing. You know, there's going to be, um, if, if you do things in a healthy way, I think you're going to get, you know, there's a, there's a fine line between 
uh, feeling super guilty and just understanding the, you know, the nature of this thing called parenthood. And so, you know, I know that there are certain seasons that my wife will have to go. And I remember when uh, during the whole COVID situation, you guys, I was I was working from home for or I was going to work for a while. And then um, right towards the end of it or, you know, maybe a year after it, I remember the role switch. And then I started becoming home like heavily. And then my wife was gone. And I'm like, yo, I can't do this. I don't know what to do. <laughs> Have you so shout out to all the moms, you guys who are home. I'm like all stay at home dads too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Who who's ever staying home with the kids? You guys, I'm telling you, it is a beast of a thing. And I yeah. will never disrespect anybody <laughs> that that is home with the kids. I cause I know the amount of mental and work it takes. And so but all that yeah. to say, yeah, I I do feel like, you know, there's just a just I, I there's a good amount of guilt that we, I think naturally everyone feels, but it's you know you just got to make that put that thing in check. Tommy, you're saying like okay when you have two, the guilt kind of it levels out a little bit, and it's like a hundred percent right. Like the things that matter to you for your first don't matter as much for your second. Like my second's first steps, it was cute, it was it was awesome, but I'm not like oh, you know lose going crazy. Maybe maybe first steps wasn't a good example. I think we were going crazy with that too. But you know the, the the hallmarks don't get as big, and so you don't feel that way. But then you feel guilty for for not feeling that way. Like, shouldn't I care just as much about the second one? And I'm like, feel guilty for not feeling guilty. And you know, it's like, yeah, yeah. It's, it, it, parenthood is just a weird kind of crazy thing. It is so weird. It's never ending, and it's like you count down to bedtime, and then they're in bed, and you're looking at photos and videos of them because suddenly you miss them. Yes. <laughs> It's so weird. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. But you, okay, you guys are getting really deep here. I think I was thinking more surface level, but I love your responses because I love hearing that dads actually think that way, that you have those thoughts leaving the house. I mean, there are days though where I drop my son off at daycare and I'm like, thank God, because he was a little shit that morning throwing yeah. alien tantrums, you know. But yes, for the most part. This morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you. I'll see you. But so I was thinking as far as guilt too, like if I'm leaving the house for a little bit to like run to the grocery store, even, which is a selfless act myself and other moms, like we'll feel guilty and we'll feel like they have to rush back to their husbands and their kids, even though their husbands are fine. Right. And like my husband plays basketball for three or four hours gone at night and I'm alone with my toddler. I don't think he feels guilty. <laughs> like, why are we like this? You know? I get lost in the grocery store on purpose sometimes. <laughs> uh, I'm admitting this right now on the podcast, so my wife will hear it. Um, oh, God. That's why it took me so long at Trader Joe's the other day. I just got lost in the aisles, okay? <laughs> you guys, yeah, I, will I, don't, say I don't That's one of those things. There are times when I'm definitely like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll run the errands. No, no, you stay home. It'll be good. She's like, mm -hmm. been home all day. <laughs> yeah. I, I, there's other things I feel guilty about. That That's one of the, the things... I'm like, you know, not not so when it comes to like sports and stuff, like, you know, I'll I'll go and do something, play pickleball, play basketball, something like that. And now the guilt comes in, like I, I want my six year old to be athletic and I want him to come play with me. And he's at home and I and I'm doing this. And you know, I'm like, oh, why do I want him to be athletic so bad? Am I projecting? You know, it's like mm -hmm. all the swirling emotions. Is he old enough to, to actually sit, you know, and hang out and have fun? What do you want to come do this? Now, and that's like halfway through whatever I'm doing. That's not in the beginning or 
just kind of hits you, you know. But it, it's funny that you say that your husband goes out and plays basketball and, and he doesn't feel guilt. Um, <laughs> we've, I've gotten, there's been so many conversations about me going out and playing basketball. We used to play <laughs> a rec league, like, I think it was once or twice a week. And it was before I had my, my son. And then right when I had my son, I started feeling like the weight of it. Like anytime that I would go out, I'm like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> tonight. Yeah. And, and so... You know, and I would say, I don't know if guys are just different. I don't know if we just think, you know, we just do in the moment. It's like, I get a text from my buddies like, hey, man, like, what are you guys doing tonight? And I'm like instant back and like, I'm like 18 again. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm not. I, I'm fully aware that I have a family and, and a child that that needs me. And I'm like, oh, bro, time, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I, think, I think on the fly, I think. You know, guys may not necessarily think about it like that. And it's just not because we're not caring. Because when I, when I'm like, I, yeah, I always, I, it's something that I've, I've worked on a ton, but I've now trying to, you know, I think that's why it's scheduling calendars, which I was horrible at. Thank God that I'm, I'm with a person that is so good at admin and kind of more aware of, of all this stuff. But um, yeah, I, I would say at the beginning, I was notorious for, for pl- going out and basketball for a couple hours and coming back and be like, Hey, how was your night? <laughs> and yeah, she's glaring night. at you. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. The look says it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> coming back excited. <laughs> she's like, mm-hmm. I'm glad yeah, you had like, yeah, I dropped like 18 points tonight. Our team won. It's great. How was your night? I usually just I stop listening. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny i'm just glad my husband is not a golfer because i would probably kill him <laughs> that's like an all-day adventure oh yes i definitely think men and women are wired completely differently in that sense and as far as like, like i want to talk about the mental load of motherhood and i really honestly think like we think 10 steps ahead at all times mm-hmm. and so it's really hard to be present Whereas I always feel like, and again, I'm, I'm generalizing, right? Not every dad yeah. husband is this way, but I feel like for many dads, they're so like in the moment because you're not thinking ahead. And I, I wish I could be more like that, but if I don't plan things out, like I have anxiety, you know? I think we want to be more like you. And I wish I was way more ahead of maybe, maybe if I'm two, if I'm two days ahead, if I'm a day ahead, I'm like, woo. You know, like, like I have a calendar and that helps me out. But yeah, I wish sometimes, you know, I can think a little bit bigger than the the moment I'm in or and I'm not saying that's that's always true. I, I've I've tried working really hard on pulling myself back from moments and really trying to gain perspective of, you know, the context of of our schedule or the rest of the week, or what we have going on. But I don't know how many times, you know, my wife is just by the way, she's amazing. And she's like, Hey, just a reminder, we have this coming up on Friday and it's Wednesday. Hey, just a reminder, this is coming up. Do you want me to get you your a reservation? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And then Friday comes along and I'm like, I totally spaced. And mm-hmm. I forgot, like, I wish I could think about that at the same time. I'm thinking about what's right in front of me. I mean, I think that translates to, to fatherhood and like, I'm, I'm going to be the one who walks in the room. And because I'm right there in the moment, the kids are, you know, I'm, I'm big, I'm exciting, I'm breath of fresh air, you know, and sometimes I feel like, man, I owe it to my wife to allow her to have those moments by thinking ahead for her 
by anticipating her needs, by planning some things ahead so she doesn't have to think about those things. And uh, I've been married for 12 years, you guys. Uh, it, I'm not an expert by any means, but I've failed a lot and I've made a lot of mistakes. And just now in the second half of my marriage, <laughs> I've been like, I really want to work on that. Like, I don't want to be, I don't want to have my wife live in that space or her entire, you know, motherhood. And I think that's, that's part of that. I can help part of that's going to be natural, but yeah, I, just, I think it's not an excuse that men and women are wired differently, even though they are dads, we got like, we have to just, we have to try, you know, like we, we, we husbands have to try to, to really make this thing work. Otherwise, it, it has the potential to build resentment or bitterness or so I'll, I'll say this. The closest thing I can think to this is when I open the fridge, I'll open the fridge and be like, there's nothing to eat in this fridge. There's nothing here. And I, I've, I've stared at it. You know, the, the electric bill's gone up. You know, <laughs> this thing's been open for, you know, my mom would have killed me growing up. You know, I can't find anything. My wife walks over and she sees something right away and she's able and it's like, I need to be able to train myself to see how I can help, how I can be present, be present in the moment because I've already thought ahead and anticipated what my, what my wife needs. And so, yeah, that's a struggle for sure. Yeah. Well, you probably weren't the one scouring Pinterest, coming up with meal ideas, <laughs> checking, you know, to see the inventory in the pantry and then buying them and thinking. Yeah, exactly. Of that's why. <clears throat> you guys, that's I really good. That, like my. Shout out to all the ladies that are on Pinterest finding these cool, creative meals. I will say because of Pinterest, I've been able to experience some incredible meals that probably took a long time. And uh, shout out to Leah, who's an incredible cook. She I is. just found Pinterest this year, you guys. Are you serious? Yeah. Like I just started <laughs> pinning my first pin this year and I'm obsessed. <laughs> I love Pinterest. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Well, so my husband is the chef in the family. I think of the meals, I buy them, but he is the one that cooks and he does the dishes. So like, I'm just putting that disclaimer out there. He's amazing. We've had our moments, yeah. Um, but yeah. So I'm going to define what the mental load of motherhood is in case anyone listening isn't aware. So it's a term for the invisible labor involved in managing a household and a family which typically falls on a woman's shoulders. And it's also referred to as the worry work or the cognitive labor. So that's where I said, we're always thinking so many steps ahead. And there's just so many layers and details to that mental load and everything we're carrying around in our brains all the time. I was raised by a single mom. And so the idea of, you know, carrying, I think both responsibilities, I was kind of been able to you know, look into her life and kind of see that, you know, she was, you know, going through all this stuff and having to play both roles and, you know, trying to can send send us to sports when we were playing sports, trying to, you know, provide when she needed to provide, work three jobs. And you guys, I'm telling you, she's this this woman was a hero to me. And, you know, the more that I, you know, was around her, the more I'm like, how 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 does she have this capacity to like just be able to carry this much weight? And then, you know, then being married to my wife and, and seeing her being able to, you know, she's so strong in so many different ways. But one of the, you know, great ways that she she's able to, you know, carry this this mother, you know, mother load, you know, this capacity thing, you guys, I'm like, how is she able to do this? And I think, again, it goes back to this whole being wired different. Right. Yeah. 
men and women are very wired different. And if we if we can't understand that to some some degree, I think I think we're probably going to get really frustrated in in certain seasons of our life. And um, and but shout out to all the women who are are carrying this load because you guys for the longest time I it's not that I was selfish and just only focused or worrying about where where I think where I was at, but just not really fully understanding how much it, it it's different when it's like oh you know before you have kids our our we had to re-identify ourselves the moment we we had our first you know first son right mm-hmm. you go from one season of your life and then all of a sudden you have this little newborn that's you know um needing you and you know wanting you and so the way that leah needed uh to transform into this, this mother was completely different from where i was the way that i was you know, wanting to be there for my son was completely different from where she was at. And so I think not knowing that some of those, you know, things I think can be very hard, but I, I know it's very different for, from, for my wife. I know that the way that she cares for our family, the way that she thinks ahead for our family, the way that she carries so much, I think in her mental capacity, is so much different from myself. And is that a bad thing? I don't, you know, I don't know what's the good thing and the bad thing in this, but what I will say is that there's definitely a different type of weight that women and men both carry. And that's something to be said today. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I, I think it's, you know, when you're talking about the mental load of, of motherhood, I think first and foremost, I'll say for the average husband, the average dad, like we would have no clue the extent or the language that of what you just used. We would only have a sense or, or, or a feeling because I, I, I imagine probably just like men, most women don't know how to use language that expresses themselves really clearly, you know, especially men, like men struggle with this so much. We have big feelings and because we can't express it, we compress it. And so we'd rather do that. Or women, in my experience with my mom and my, my wife, it's not so much a, it's compressed feelings. It just comes out in different ways. And, and so then because there's no like common language, like you just expressed, like, that can create such a tension in the household or feel like, oh, you're just feeling like that because you're in a bad mood. No, no, no. There's been a mental load that's been placed throughout my entire day, which started five days ago and it's catching up into the week. And now we're going to the weekend and this is coming up. And have you thought about the same things I've thought about? And so I don't think that for the most part, men carry, we, we just don't carry that, that load. And it's not because we don't want to. It's because we have no idea. First of all, we have no idea how. And I think the other part is I think more men need to hear what you said and uh, really like define what that is. And, and I love what you're saying because now you're empowering women to have those conversations with their husbands and hopefully their husbands, you know, this is like, this, is, this goes back to the whole, we don't want to be our parents, mm-hmm. you know, because my dad, you know, at least my experience with my dad, he just like, okay, well, this is your role, you know, type thing, like suck it up. You think I want to go to work 10, 12 hours a day? You know, this is my thing. So you do yours. And now kind of the context of marriage, it's like, this is a partnership. I want to take as much of your load as possible, excuse me, and vice versa, you know? And uh, I love, I love what you're saying. It's this, this, the, the worry work, it's the, um, uh, Steph, you know, I'm just so carefree when it comes to, I, I just have this, this optimism about life, you know, they're, they're 
my kid's childhood looks better than mine. Things are going to be great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, that's my baseline. That, yeah. Maybe that's a good baseline. But like, as long as that's the case, I'm like, I think I turned out okay, which that's up to, you know, that's still to be judged. But, <laughs> you know, I think there's more commu- as much communication. Oh, man, I just feel like such a dummy sometimes when I'm like, when I assume things. And then I realize I'm so far off from the reality of what's happening and having language for each other's emotions, I think is so important. And then tell me what you're saying about check, doing check-ins and Hey, how you feeling? And then kind of taking that next step and okay. Uh, I know that's how you're feeling, but how are you really fe- feeling? Mm-hmm. The second, how are you really feeling that, you know, I think is the real one. It's equally annoying as it is useful. You, you have to do it. Yeah. Well, I think really yeah. it is about communication, right? And it's like so many women are like, well, why do I have to tell him that I need help? Like he should just know. But like, you're not a mind reader. I'm not a mind reader. Like you're in a partnership and we all know that like the key to a successful partnership is to communicate. So mm-hmm. it, you don't know what you don't know. And but I, I do think it's like, you have to speak up just some random examples, like, and this has all gotten a lot better with my husband now. But like, if he's in the kitchen, you know, I'm getting my son ready for daycare. And I'm like, have my hands busy getting him dressed, changing his diaper. And my husband's like, Oh, yeah, by the way, like, oh, I just realized we're out of toilet paper. And I was <laughs> like, okay, like, I don't just have this like magical ongoing, like shopping list in my brain, like you're on your phone right now, hop on Amazon, add to cart, done, you know, like, I'm about closing the loop, there are open loops, I'm anxious, you know, and so, like, another example recently was, um, like, we're both on our daycare app. So we see all the messages, we get a message, like your son's out of diapers and wipes, please bring some tomorrow. I did the pickup and the teacher told me again because I forgot to pack them, you know, at, at pickup. So that night I'm like in the rocker with my son about to read him books. My husband's helping with bedtime. He's like tidying up. He's right by the closet where my son's diapers and wipes are stocked. And I was like, Hey, can you just go ahead and grab them and like bring them downstairs for the morning? So we don't forget. And he's like, why? Like, I'll just do that tomorrow. And I'm like, but you're right there. And like, we tend to be forgetful in the mornings. So like, why can't you just do it now? Like check that off my list in my brain, you know? I'm like, why can't it be now? Like, why does it have to be right in the moment? You know? (laughs) Gosh, I I feel attacked a little bit, but. um, (laughs) I'm triggered. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, um, Both of those examples are so good. And I've fallen victim to being your husband many times. Uh, I, I think part of it is like, okay, so you're talking about loops, right? Men it, it probably don't just operate in, in the, we're more linear in our thinking. So where like we can categorize our emotions, categorize or going through in, in my experience with how I've been communicating women, it's, it's more like everything comes in, you know, rolls into another. It's like a ball of yarn. It's like it's one string, but everything's, touching the other thing and this reminds you of this and this takes you to this and this makes you worry about that men it's like not a ball of yarn it's like a big rope and we're just going to pull this rope and when we get to that part of the rope we'll deal with that that thing right and it's so clunky in 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 the way that we think and so in the moment we can be standing on top of wipes and diapers we can literally be standing on top of it and there could be a sign that says please put this 
in please pack these for tomorrow. And our brains are at the part of the rope that's it's time to play with our son. And so that huge sign that's there isn't even going to register for us to do. Oh, we'll do that once we get to that part of our thinking. Once we get to that part of the day, then we'll switch. Which I think, you know, probably came from generations of dads going to work, switching their brains, coming home, switching their brains, you know, and how to, you know, and so it takes extra effort from dads to start to go, okay, I need to be looking, I need to be watching, I can't just live one category to the next. And it, I think for, for dads or for, for wives that are listening to this, if, you know, your husband struggle with this, we all do. Um, I think like a hack for the day is like the last 15 minutes of your day, set apart time in your day that you switch back. Okay, last 15 minutes of the day is for my prep in the morning. What do we need? Let's check the daycare app. Let's check the, uh, you know, let's lay out clothes from for the sun, you know, for our, for our kids the next morning. Like, it's just that switching. And if you can't do it naturally, then like literally put it in your calendar, you know, morning prep, next day prep. This is for dads, I think, more than, than anyone else because we don't naturally think like that. It's the best of us do. I'm not part of that group. But, you know, sometimes like, we just need those, like, really clear, it would seem like common sense, you know, uh, steps, but common sense isn't common. So it's like we, we kind of just have to work ourselves into that. Yeah, I think women are just much better at multitasking. And it's also what yeah. stresses us out and makes us anxious. You honestly, you couldn't be more right about saying that. Yeah. I, I will say one thousand. I mean, there may be the like the select few in this world that can, you know, that are guys that can multitask really well. I'm just not. My brain is just not wired that way. I literally think from task to task, and I'm trying. You guys, there's time where I've like tried so hard to multitask, and then like here comes Leah, and she's just like breezing her way through life just doing several million things at one time and it's like <laughs> dear god man like just give me a chance you know and even like when she does set out the calendars you know even when she does do things you know there are parts of my life where i'm like you guys i all i have to do is open a calendar i still don't even do it it's the most annoying thing about 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 me and um thank god for uh um a wife who is so gracious with it and you know i will say this I, I have gotten a little bit better, you know, and they, it's kind of what you're saying, because a lot of the times when I would come home from work, I would want to just kind of like just have a, you know, let's let's breathe for a second. Let's let's wind down. And then that kind of leads into, you know, so many different other things. And I'll just kind of like um, get lost in all the stuff that we're doing to kind of wind down. But we have created like in our family um, the last like 30 minutes of our day. We'll just kind of like, hey, well, what does tomorrow look like for us? Because, you know, we have this nine month old now who is trying to tell us what to do at nine months he wakes up when he wants to he sleeps when he wants to and uh and we're not used to that because levi he was so different he was sleeping you know sleep train at four months so he'd sleep 12 hours a night was a dream baby but now oliver he's waking up at 1 2 a.m telling us what to do and so you know um in the mornings like right before so i wake up at like you know i'm an early riser these days and so i have to really get my gym stuff out into the living room if, if i don't and i wake up little ollie i'm not going to the gym you guys i'm staying up with this guy and so i gotta make sure that there's just certain things that i do prior to the next day and so one of the best things that i think we've created is a uh, just a better night routine where we can kind of just make sure that things get checked off the box 
Also, I want to, I kind of want to empower women right now to like, let you know, if you're listening, like, it's okay to ask your husband to do something and like assign him a task. If you will, I can't guarantee it's going to work out well, but you're allowed to take something from your plate onto theirs. Right. So like, and this is a good example. I did a little experiment two weeks ago. Right. So my nephew's birthday was coming up. It was like maybe Wednesday the week before. And I am, like I said, thinking ahead. I And I want to check things off my list. So normally I would have picked out the present three weeks before, have it wrapped, have it sitting there like done. I had a really busy work week and I was like, you know what? I'm going to ask my husband to do it. Right. So he reached out to his brother, like what's our you know nephew into right now, whatever. I think he already realized what he was going to buy him, like saw it on Amazon, figured it out. And so I'm like, okay, did you order it? No. I'm like, okay, why not? Like, when are you going to order it? He was like, yeah, like, you know, as we get closer. So no Amazon boxes show up. Right. And I'm like getting really anxious. So literally every day or every other day, it's like on my brain. And I'm like, Hey babe, like, did you order that yet? No. Did you order it yet? No. So I really could have just done it myself like 30 times over already at that point. But I was like, no, like I'm standing my ground. I asked him to do this. He's going to do it. But it stressed me the fuck out so much. But I was like, I'm going to see this experiment through. Finally showed up the day before the party. Of course, he did not think about like wrapping it or anything like that. That was still on me. It comes in a box. It comes in a box. Okay. Yeah. So anyways, I didn't think that experiment experiment was going to be so hard, but I don't know if I'll do that again. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't don't know what it is about this whole, you know, I, cause I, I tend to do, I, I don't know if it's be just in my nature of how I was doing things for a long time and saw it, you know, like done last minute all the time. Cause I'm, I can be like that in certain things too. Now, I think maybe after like the first couple of times that probably like Leah would ask me, hey, did you, you know, the second or third time I'm like, all right, she's, this is really important. I probably should. But I don't know what it is about like maybe prolonging things, waiting to the last minute thing. You have time to to do things. I think it's just a part of me just feel like it's just a mismanagement of your schedule. Like it doesn't, it shouldn't take a long time to, to get certain things done. But it's like, for example, the whole Amazon thing. Dude, you're two clicks away. So why didn't he just do it? I don't understand. I need to ask him. Hold on, hold like... on. <laughs> we don't understand either. But there's something in our brains that are like, why would we order this right now? It's it's not even close. We we're gonna order it. Like, I don't know why. It's the most illogical thing. It doesn't make you can't like rationalize it. <laughs> but there is like this thing in in my brain because when you said that, I was like. I feel seen like that's yeah I I feel that way so I'm like I'm not gonna do I could just press this button and we're, I'll be fine but I'll wait and I'm like what now that you're saying that I'm like ah I'm, I have to I want to fix that so bad because it's I don't know what it is that is such a uh, <laughs> God you guys are just procrastinators <laughs> okay that's what? one way to say it okay jeez. Well, I'll, I'll say this. Maybe, maybe it's the way that like we're like all right so if the week that the because like in leah's world she's like hey if the week you know or if the gift gets here a week early we'll be a week prepared you know like we'll have enough time she can wrap you can do whatever she wants i'm like man this thing you know we really don't need it to sit around for like a week you know maybe this maybe it's like 
it, it can come like you know two days prior we can go out the next day buy the gift wrap and then we'll have it ready the next day and we're good i, I don't know i don't know if that's a, a proper reason to wait that long but it's kind of what my thought would go to as a, as a guy i'm like well why would we have a, a gift that's waiting around for a week it, it is so counterproductive because in in our jobs i don't act like that i'm, I'm gonna get a, i'm gonna get ahead i'm gonna press the button i'm gonna get ahead and then i get home and i turn into like i don't know what i'm doing i should press this button i'm here it's in my cart like what is that it's, there's just this yeah there, there's something i don't know but so I yeah. almost feel like maybe for some women, especially stay-at-home moms, I wonder if that comes off as like you don't take your role in the home as seriously as your role at work. Totally. And then and that's like a whole nother topic, right? Because then yep. maybe you value you don't value what your wife does as much because she's not actually yep. bringing contributing to the finances, right? But she has an integral part of the family dynamic by raising and watching your kids. So that's yep. a whole nother conversation, but yeah, yeah. it is. And that's a conversation that's, we don't have to get into it too much. Our, our comments get blown up with those types of conversations, at least, you know, once, once every 10 days or so we'll, we'll do a post, you know, whenever we appreciate our wives on our, our social medias, it goes wild. And that, that is such a backwards way of thinking by the way, you can't put value on a human life. So no matter how much money you make, it's never going to compare to the value of investing in your future. Yeah, we can get into the whole thing, but it's, it's, a, it's wild. But I can see how a stay-at-home spouse or mom could view it like that because it makes sense. Like you're going to put all this effort into your work and then come home and take your foot off the gas. It's like that should be the opposite reality. You know, you should – be great at work and then come home and it's like this is my my real job like this is my real opportunity this is my real thing but but um, i will say too like to turn that back around like so my husband and i both work full-time and um and i'm now doing all of this on the side as what i'm considering a side gig he doesn't have a side gig so now he's taking on more at home like we both work from home too. And he's just like, wow, honey, like you've like really like let the house go like with the parts that he was like, I could at least count on you to vacuum every day. You know, I know I do the dishes and the laundry, but like, so like now I am so busy with all these things I'm doing that I'm also now not putting as much importance on like keeping the house clean and, you know. Yeah. That's balance. seasons though, isn't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like, that's not going to be forever. You know, pretty soon you're, our kids are going to be able to take care of themselves to an extent. You know, my six-year-old's going to wake up and he's going to walk over and he's going to make himself a sandwich. You know, it's like it, it's seasons. And I think the more we can flow from season to season, the less guilt and the less um, pressure we put on ourselves. But every time it's, it's, it's still really hard. It's like it's not an easy thing to go, like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to identify that I was a really highly producing individual. I had a kid and now I feel like my house is in perpetual chaos mess you know it's like i still every day look at my house and i'm like i cleaned this thing yesterday and now it's a wasteland <laughs> i feel like when you have like kids in general you guys the whole house thing like you should just that should just go out the window for for until they get a little older because we i just had this job the other day we um we're back in michigan right now and uh you know we're we're in our we're 
kind of figuring things out but we're with our in-laws right now and so you know we're trying to like you know make sure that we're picking up after ourselves making this whole thing work and cleaning up and then literally you guys i feel like within an hour like stuff just happens toys are in the all over the place your the kitchen is full of stuff and just yeah i'm like and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna clean this house anymore until they're 10 <laughs> yeah it just does it's just not gonna work. get messy again well, I will yeah. say this, you know, compare, you know, what, you know, then the thought of the season stuff, you know, like, yeah, the only thing that's been consistent in our life as of late is this change. Change happens all the time. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes if we can't be flexible in understanding that, then we're probably going to have a lot of frustrations. And, and just even so in understanding that, that, all right, well, change is going to happen. Well, then we can't um, identify ourselves as who we are in this season because that's going to change too. And so I think mm-hmm. if we can, Accept the fact that, you know, this is not who we are. We know who we are. You, you have your values as a family. Who who am I? And I think um, as a parent, if I can understand that, I know that this is going to be just a season of, of, you know, things are happening. You know, it's not always going to be like this, as you guys are saying. Well, then I think, you know, we'll just continue to be flexible, continue to grow as the seasons go and just know that, you know, you're doing the best that you can and accepting that fact. Give yourself a little grace and guess what? Life will continue to be beautiful. Absolutely. And so I think the four things that I always hear women say too about like the excuses they make, it's like, I don't want to tell him what to do. He should just know. And then they'll say like, by the time I tell him, I could have just done it myself. They say things like I'm a better multitasker, so I'll just do it. Or they micromanage their partner and they're like, he didn't do it right. I'm just going to do it myself. And I think too, again, this goes back to saying like, you can take a, a moment to pause and take inventory like of your roles, who does what and when. And like it doesn't have to stay that way. Like you can trade tasks. I think what yeah. happens, I mean, I could be wrong, but I think because traditionally, like women are on maternity leave, like husbands usually have to go back to work, unfortunately. So we are the ones that like start everything. Like we know where all the things are, we know where to get all the things. And so we fall yeah. into that role, even if we go back to work. And it's okay to like shake things up and change things. So it's really you know? good. That's really good insight and in, in perspective. Yeah. It, it's falling into patterns, roles and in systems. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know, guys are usually the ones that have to go back to work first. And, you know, I think my paternity leave was like three days or something like that. It was just so bad. And now you're, you start the system and I think men, it's like the whole thing of like, well, I don't know how to how to do it. And so if I can't do it well, why why would I do it? I'll just be a failure. I, I just, you know, I think that that's part of the situation. The other part of the situation is everything we just talked about, like guys are just wired differently. Yeah. You know, you're going to entrust them with a task and they're like, oh, I'll, I'll take care of it. And maybe they do, but they wait until the last moment and it causes more anxiety and stress than it does help. And so... I might as well take care of it. There's something my wife and I do, and we try to do this, you know, as often as possible, you know, maybe a couple times a month or or we used to do this every week. We'd ask each other, this is so cheesy, by the way. So, yeah. Uh, is this ball. the baseball thing? Yeah. I saw that. Yeah. I wanted you to talk about that. I love it. Yes. So, you know, we, we sit down and we come prepared with our home run base hit strikeout for our spouse. And we always start with the strikeout first. So we start low and we end high. Just uh, we've learned that we probably shouldn't leave the conversation with our lows. 
it's not very fun. Uh, but this is like a, a, a this is like a really safe space for us to go. Hey, um, this is something that I've noticed. I've asked you this X amount of times, and you committed to it, and you dropped the ball here. And is this something that we want to continue to move forward on? And you want to continue working on, or is this something I need to take back? And then we can have a real dialogue. Hey, I'm so sorry. You're right. I definitely dropped the ball. Give me another chance. I'm going to get better. The next time I do it, it's a little better. So maybe not perfect, but I progress. And so the next week, it's like, that's not my strikeout. That's my base hit. Well, wow, you you thought about it. You got you did better. You you know you. Thank you so much for doing that. And then eventually, that becomes a home run. And we we stop having that conversation. The thing that you know used to be detrimental to our relationship is now something we celebrate in our relationship. And I think having a really safe space to. I don't know. This is probably the wrong word, but uh, safe space for celebration and correction, I think, are really is really important. If you don't have a safe place for both of those things, you know, some you never want to be in a household where you you're walking on eggshells when you celebrate. Like, oh man, I got this happened at work, and then you come home and you know your spouse has had a long day at home, and your celebration is now feels like you know you're rubbing it in their face, or vice versa. I've had a really hard day at work. And my wife's like, we just, you know, passed this milestone in their development. And I'm like, cool, I missed it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like to have a safe space every week to be able to bring stuff to each other to celebrate. And then on the other side to go, hey, th these are some some things that I think that we can work on together. And I'm here for you. We're on the same team. If we use the baseball analogy, it's not that I'm the pitcher and they're the batter. And so I'm trying to strike them out or I'm trying to give them a home run. It's like, we're on the same team. How can we step up to bat and hit it out of the park every, every time? And so the, the communication thing, it's so important what you're saying in, this is like a really cool time where my wife is able to go, Hey, I need your help in this area. You've, you know, this is something you can step on. And I'm like, absolutely. That hurts that you just said that because I only ever want to win, but I'm going to turn that into a win. Because now I know I have a clear, I have a clear goal. Right. I love yeah. that. And I, like you said, I think it's so important to do it in a safe place when you're both in the right headspace and not when yeah. you're like fuming about to explode with resentment <laughs> and anger, you know, because then yeah, it's not going to be my strikeout. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally. And it, I don't think it has to be a long, you know, a long meeting. Sometimes we'll go on a date and that'll be like in the course of our date. And sometimes it's like, Hey, we got to sit down and let's let's talk at the end of the week or you know something like that. And obviously, we don't do it every week. We try our best to do it, and if, if we don't do it every week, that's okay. That's just the flexibility of life. But having that value, I think, is so important. Absolutely. Well, I know we're running out of time. I know Tommy, you have to jump off, so I do want to end with um, you both giving me your best piece of dad advice. My. I'm only speaking out of, you know, just kind of what I think the the closest season we, we've been in. And it's just the, I kind of said it earlier, but I think just realizing that change, this this whole idea of change. I We've, you guys, the last six months, I have I feel like we've gone through so much, obviously. I think sometimes the jump from like one kid to two, you know, that, that kind of felt like a lot. You know, one, it was like a you know, this accessory. It's like, oh, look what I have. I have this baby. It's so cute. I just want to hang and do this. Then you had two and it's like, oh, now we're, now we're just kind of, you know, figuring it out. And then obviously transitioning in, into a new place, trying to figure out what this next season for our family looks like. And, you know, I think I was 
someone had to tell me like, hey, like what the stuff that you're going through right now, a lot of people don't, you know, in the in the course of like 10 years, that's that's how much change with, you know, with having new addition to the new family and a, a new place to live. And so they're they're reminding me of all the changes that, you know, that we're going through. And I was getting so frustrated because I I felt like I was failing my family. And, you know, they're just saying, hey, you, you got to give yourself some grace. So as a dad, as a parent, I think so, sometimes we're so hard on ourselves. You know, we're flipping our phones and we're seeing so many people go through success. We want our lives to be like that. And I think that, you know, that's that's totally unreasonable sometimes because you guys are not in the same space. And so right now, I think accepting change and being flexible with it and then being content. It has been the most freeing uh, thing for me in this season of my life. And I would say as a parent, if you can just be appreciative of everything that you have right now, the people that are in front of you, the most important ones are in your space right now. The people that are supposed to be a part of your world is a part of your world. And uh, you, there's so many things that sure that we can strive and go for, but right now I'm, I'm just accepting change and I'm being content with where I'm at and, and I'm just letting everything else fall where it falls. And, you know, um, and so I think right now, if you're a parent that's listening, give yourself some grace today. Don't be so hard on yourselves. Things will change. You're going to be fine. Thanks, Tommy. I'm, I'm, I'm taking that. Start crying. No, that's really good, Tommy. I think my, my piece of advice would be that every day counts and kind of, kind of what you're saying, Tommy, this has kind of been the theme of, of dads who try. It's not about perfection. It's about progress. And learning that 1% every day will turn you into the best version of who you are a year from now, two years from now, when your kids are, when your kids are getting married, you're going to be the, the, you know, the parents that are there for them. It, it's this idea that days are long and years are short. And so if you don't take every day uh, intentionally, you're going to, the, the day feels long, but you're going to wake up one day and you're going to realize your kids are grown up and gone and you've missed out. And so don't worry about, you know, no one jumped to the top of Everest. They took it one step at a time. I think parents, dads, parents in general as well, don't take yourself so seriously. Laugh in the moments that require laughter. Cry in the moments that require crying. Every day, commit to getting one person better than you were yesterday. And you're going to realize one day you're going to wake up and it's going to be the opposite. I have an incredible relationship with my spouse. I have an, an incredible relationship with my children. The person I wanted to become, I am now that person because every day I committed to trying. We're the dads who try. We are not the dads who are perfect or the dads who, who do everything right. We just try and we fail and we just commit to failing a little bit less than we did the day before in, in those areas. I <laughs> you love know, it. Finding new ways to fail. Yeah. I love that. Do you want to know my mom advice? Please. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to hear it. All right. So my two pieces of mom advice are you don't have to earn rest or self-care. Just take the time for yourself that you need because you cannot pour from an empty cup. And then the second piece is kind of what you were saying, which is motherhood is messy. Um, you don't have to aim for perfection. You're allowed to be a human in front of your kids. You're allowed to share real emotions and make mistakes. And then you can turn that into a learning experience. Okay, that's not just for moms. I'm stealing. Right. That's all for that. yes, yes, yes. Yeah, Parenting please. advice. <laughs> that's so good. That's so good. Okay, wait. Say say the say the first one again. You don't have to earn rest or self care. Just take the yes. time that you need. You can't pour from an empty cup. Gosh, 
I, yeah. yeah, I think self-care. I think dads, yeah. And yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. No, Sorry. I was just going to say, I think sometimes your family and your kids benefit more from your rest and self-care than even you, because you're able to just be your best self around them and, you know, pour more into them. So good. Yeah. Rest isn't laziness. It's proactive. It's yes. part of the workflow. That's so good. Yeah, I'm stealing it. We're stealing all this. Just, just so you know, we're gonna use it. We'll, 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 we'll mention. Yeah, we'll we'll shout you out. <laughs> That's so good. Awesome. Well, this was amazing. Tell the listeners where they can find you. Uh, we're on Instagram, TikTok under at Dads Who Try. Uh, we're on YouTube, Dads Who Try. We're on Pinterest now. Um, you were everywhere, you guys. We're on Facebook. We're on we're on all the things. And so, yeah, you can find us. It's it's as simple as that. Dads Who Try. You have a podcast too, don't you? That is the thing that we also have. <laughs> okay. It's it's our yeah, it's kind of the thing that we started this whole thing with and that we love the most. So yeah, Dad's you try on Spotify, on, on iTunes, anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can find us uh there as well. Perfect. Well, thank you guys for being here. I definitely want to do another follow-up soon. I think we have so many more things to talk about. Yes, absolutely. Thanks for tuning in. For more, follow along on Instagram at mybestmomfriend. I'll see you again next time.